Welcome to Big Local Podcast number 11. My name is James Peake and I work with Local Trust making podcasts. At the recent Connects event in Nottingham, which brought big local members from all over the country together to share their wealth of experience, I recorded this session with the organisation and social development consultant Wendy Davis about how big local can benefit from more women and girls taking decision-making roles. Now, although it was an open session, perhaps because of the subject, all 20 or so people who came to the session were women. It's an often frank discussion, which I think is very valuable. Because of the sheer number of delegates, we haven't named everyone, but we'd like to thank everybody who took part, not least Wendy, who did an amazing job structuring a session that could only run for 50 minutes. It remains to say that if you know someone who could profit from hearing this session, please pass it on. Here is... Leading from the front, supporting women in community leadership. Let's get started. Welcome to the session, um, which we originally were going to call Women on the Front Line, but we thought that might be a bit too controversial. But it is, <laughs> it is about women and leadership. And my name's Wendy Davis, and I've been doing training in equality issues for about, I want to say, 100 years, but actually it's only 35. And before that, I was um, a community worker, so I understand the issues that you are dealing with. There are three small sessions in this 50 minutes. 50 minutes isn't very long to, to look at women and leadership. And the first thing that we're going to be looking at is, very quickly, what do we mean by a good leader? What, what are the qualities and characteristics of a good leader? And then we're going to look at what are some of the barriers that women face when they think about leadership or when they don't think about leadership, because that's part of it. And then we'll be looking at what are some of the things that we can do and that you have done to overcome some of those barriers and sharing some of the experience. Right, okay, let's, let's get started then. Just in your groups, what are the qualities and the characteristics and the skills of good leaders? And I want you to think about your own experience in Big Local or anywhere else. What leaders have you known in your life that you've thought, she's good or he's good? And if you really feel that you've never worked or been anywhere where there is a good leader, then <laughs> surely not. That would be really sad. Uh, but if you can't, think of what, what made leaders particularly bad and then turn it round. What makes a good leader? You've got five minutes to do this. Talk about it amongst yourselves. Hello. If you could just tell me uh, in this five minutes, what are you hoping that the delegates will take away from the session? Hoping that, first of all, they'll know what makes a good leader because I think there's a big gap there. And I'm also hoping that women in the room will put themselves forward, will think about what is holding me back. Now, there are some women in the room that I've spoken to who are already leaders, and so it's about helping them to identify what support do they need, how can we help. So where do you think this gap comes from? Well, I think there are a whole range of issues. First of all, there's women's self-belief that they could ever be a leader. There may be some concern about exactly what a leader is because when the model is very macho, women think, well, that's not me, I can't do that kind of thing. 
There's something else about women not putting themselves forward because they wonder what people will think of them. Then there's a whole lot of practical things like childcare responsibilities, family responsibilities, actually an issue about some of the time constraints for women. And then there's the other thing that happens for lots of people in the community. When you raise your head above the parapet, somebody's always going to be there to shoot it off. I think a good leader should uh, be able to complement its group because sometimes we don't complement each other. It's missed. So I think just recognising what others have done within the group, I think it, it helps. And it helps to get that respect as well from um, people you're leading. A lot of women in the workplace feel that if you are opinionated and you voice what you want to say, that men feel that you're aggressive and therefore we retreat and we go, oh, I speak too much, so I should be quiet. You're right, you, so, you sort of find ways as well on how to change that sort of perception, but it's not your fault. You shouldn't be made to feel guilty about being passionate. Being passionate about mm. yeah. Men interpret our passion sometimes as aggressiveness. Because but if you say to people, I, I really need to challenge that, and I'm, it might be quite a hard challenge, is that okay? And I'll say, well, yeah, what are they going to say? And another one is, well, would you be kind and just do such and such? And then if they say no, they're not kind, so people usually say yes. I'd like to stop you there so that we can share this as two groups together. Right, so I'll just take a couple of points from this table and then a couple of points from this table. So two qualities or skills that you identified. Um, integrity and also uh, empathy. Integrity? Do you want to say a bit more about exactly what you mean by that? That they can, you're trusted, that, that, you're, you're, that you do what you would expect other people to do when you're leading so you don't behave in a manner that you're not asking right. so you do what you say you'll do yeah. and you're working from a value base that is explicit yes yeah. Yeah. right so that that for me um, is there an integrity too and what was the second thing empathy, empathy. so that you can communicate well empathy so that you can communicate mm. well good thank you two more from this table delegation and open delegation and open and transparent yeah, good. Communication skills, but also good people skills. So being able to communicate at all levels effectively is really important for good leadership. Yes, because as, as, um, as a community leader, there will be people with, with positions of power greater than yours that you will have to relate to, and there will be people within the community that you have to convince that you are doing the best for. And that sometimes can be difficult. I think one of the qualities is that you should, as a good leader, you should be aware of your qualities and of your weaknesses as well. Okay, being aware mm. of their own weaknesses. What you feel that you might not be able to do best and knowing when to hand that over yeah. to when maybe to somebody yeah. that can do it better than you. That acknowledgement. But also being able to, to say, look, I'm not really up to this meeting. This isn't an area that I've got a lot of expertise in. If I'm going to go, I'd like somebody else to come with me, or maybe it'd be better if somebody else went. Anything else? Confidentiality. Confidentiality? Basically ensuring that whatever is said in the meetings or whatever somebody is asked, to make sure it does stay in that circle. So if someone's asked for confidentiality or if it's kind of assumed that whatever's being discussed would be confidential, that's the tricky bit, that it remains confidential because much of what would go on in some of your meetings shouldn't be confidential. So it's, it's knowing when it's important for confidentiality and making that explicit. They must be prepared to invest in their own continual development. And the other one is ensure that 
the work is shared out so that everybody takes away a job that they can do. Everybody can do something. And I've seen a lot of poor leaders, particularly in partnership meetings, where the work is all lumped on two people and there's just a load of people come and they think their contribution is just coming to the meeting and that's it, they never take anything away. And they often may feel frustrated that they come to the meeting and then they feel that nothing much happens between the meetings because they themselves aren't doing anything between the meetings because they've not been asked to, it's not been delegated. So it's a, that's really important that things are shared out. It's very easy to get for everybody to get dragged down, but as a leader, it's really important to stay positive and maintain that role, Is and it's not always easy. But what's interesting, what I heard at some of the tables, some of the discussion was actually moving into the next bit, which is, which is good. Because um, the next question that I'd like you to address are, what are some of the barriers that women in particular Men. face? Men. No, they feel oh, yes. right, girl. Part one seemed to generate an enormous um, number of extremely good points. Why have you moved into this new direction of the barriers, particularly for women? We want to explore why it is that women don't put themselves forward, what are the barriers that they might face when they do put themselves forward, and what needs to change. Because, you know, it's all very well having a really interesting discussion, and we're going to start a session that feels like to me slagging off men in a minute, if we're not careful. But what we really want to do is, what do we need to do to bring about change? That's really tricky from point A to point B in 50 minutes. But that's what we're going to try to do. And I did notice that people were beginning in the last session to talk about barriers, and so that's quite a good thing. Are you going to find this difficult to keep constructive, or do you think that some people need to vent their frustration about issues in the past? People do need to vent, but then they need to go from that venting to thinking, what is it that I need to be doing to bring about change, personally and within the organisation? It's all about changing mindsets. You know, if we identify that the problem is men and men aren't involved in the conversation, where is the impetus for men to change? So actually all we can do is raise some of the issues and I'll try to put it all back together again before we leave, otherwise everyone's going to leave really cross. Where we're from is really 30 years behind other people. We are so far out of touch. Where's that? Well, Good old mining villages. Mining villages and the whole concept of, you know, the men in their roles and it's still really restrictive of women coming through the ranks. So when you do have a voice, it's almost challenging in a negative. It's the sense of what you've said, generation-wise, some haven't adapted because some women aren't strong. They haven't challenged it. Some people just want a quiet life. It's challenging women and helping them to believe in themselves and say, actually, stop. By a lot of other women kind of accepting what shouldn't be acceptable, it makes it even more difficult for the women that do want to because... You know, there's not so many of you out there pushing for those things. Have you looked at all the chief execs of the big charities who you would think are community leadership roles? 
A lot of them are women. So is there something about women pulling the ladder up? I think in the community sector and I would say for community-led stuff, it's probably a little bit easier because you tend to find the makeup of staffing tends to be, you know, a lot more women than men. But when you look back at what makes a good leader, a lot of the skills and qualities around empathy, listening skills, they're stronger traits that women have. We're known for being more empathetic, that's why we're natural mothers and all that sort of thing. You're saying that the men don't have those skills? It's a difficult one to answer and I think in today's day and age things are starting to change and we're starting to talk more about how we raise boys and girls to be more gender neutral and you know we shouldn't tell boys don't cry and, and I completely agree with all of this and I think we do have a role as parents but I don't think it's necessarily parents fault it's society Absolutely. and the community and what's seen as the norm and over generations it's starting to change in some ways but it all comes back to what are our personal values I'm really sorry let's just take a little bit of feedback because what we really want to move on to is that what are we going to do about this what actions can we begin to take you know in our local organizations I've got 20 minutes yeah but have you seen how they talk <laughs> But you're a woman in a leadership role. So, just a couple of points from each table from that discussion. What are some of the barriers? Self-confidence, big one. It's a big one. Yeah. Familial responsibilities. Yeah, family responsibilities. Yeah. We said men initially, but yeah. it can be also other women because yeah. you can be both fighting for the same job or, and they can be backstabbing, but that can be from the male environment as well as the female yeah. environment. So basically when the woman gets up to the top or the men get up to the top, they cut the ladder off, build the castle, mm -hmm. yeah. build the walls and protect themselves. Yes, absolutely. And there's something else about who criticises the woman when she gets to the top, because it might be men and it might be women. You know, it's, it's uh, everybody. But I was trying to be quiet. <laughs> it's the female bitch and the male really driven to succeed. We have different ways of saying it. OK, let's take something from this table, because they're obviously dying to speak. Only women never get called bossy. Yeah, men, men assertive. Yeah, men are assertive, women are bossy. Yeah. Cultural issues where, you know, there's sometimes where women are not respected because it's a cultural thing. I'm interested in finding out where's the culture where women are very highly respected. Because I'll go and live there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so, true. No, I've been there. Me too. Tonga. Societal expectations that the leader will be the man and therefore women have to reinforce it continuously that they are the leader if they are. And so therefore when women are in leadership positions something might happen to them. It might be that they, the, what you were saying they cut off the ladder so that nobody else can get there beside them but actually it's more than that. It's that they're going to have a really difficult time because people think that's not a job for a woman and so you have to be a really good leader and you really want to have to do it if you're female. Age as well. Age, yeah. Oh, I just found like with me because but they're like older yeah. men or women, That's they always right. think that I'm not the leader. Yes. Doing, yeah. It's about where we think power resides. It's in maleness and it's in older people. Yeah. And if you're a younger woman, you've got a big battle on. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that we do a lot as women that we need to stop doing is we learn to adapt and change our approach to suit men because mm -hmm. that makes them happier. We're ever so sorry to bother you instead of saying, can you just get that done? And I think yeah. that 
We do that as a coping strategy because we find ways to make things work. Mm -hmm. But what we do by default is we disempower other women from mm -hmm. letting them be who they want to be. I don't recognise that at all. Good for you. I don't. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't. No, well, um, it would be great if none of us recognised it, but I think some of us do. So, personally, I don't recognise it. Okay. How do we bring about change? What needs to be done? We've got all these enormous barriers. Ten minutes. Come on, we can sort the barriers out in ten minutes. And if there's good practice that can be shared from the projects that you're involved in, this is the opportunity to share that and say this is what we've done well. This is causing hysteria for 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 you. So are you all right? I'm laughing because I, I, I run a male orientated environment. I get told that every day. You run a male orientated you run a male environment. Male. Well, in our group, all the main leaders and people that actually do it, they're all, we're all women. Mm, there's only, what's your name? James. This kind of proves our point. Young men that are here have come to find out what can they do to empower women. Well, I think we need positive female role models. There we are. Right? So tell me, what's the third part of your session? This is about trying to get them to share good practice. Um, and I'm particularly interested to see what the strategies have been that have supported women in leadership. I mean, there's one woman in particular who thinks she hasn't experienced any of the barriers and she doesn't recognise that. So it would be interesting to know if that's just luck or, you know, why, uh, when, when all the other women in the room kind of relate to lots of things that prevent them from, from taking on leadership positions or, or stymie them in those positions. So you're asking everybody who's attending now to share all of the things that have worked and to see if they can cross-fertilise better practice? Yes, it's part of that and this is because of the time constraint it's a double question. So one, it's share what's worked and if you can't think of anything that's worked what would you like to see in place that might work? Well, certain areas have certain challenges. I, I come from Birmingham which is quite diverse and everything but we're still crying even for councillors who represent the groups that are in the communities. So I think it's us here that need to change oh, yeah. that, so within our community, um, getting the young people to be Absolutely. thinking that's a good word. It's a bit odd that I'm the only man in the room. Do you think that more men should have attended this yes. session? Definitely. Yes, they should have. While it's like this, it's not surprising. I actually didn't expect any men to, to come as well because this is not the first sort of workshop I've done that talks about women in, in leadership or women in the community and men just avoid it like the plague, you know, can like, I, oh, no. Can I speak up for the men? I'm not a man, but I am in a male-dominated environment, so when I go door knocking, it's just I'm the only female. I think sometimes men, um, they feel that women will be sensitive to have open discussions so they avoid some people may have been thinking of coming but they wouldn't because then we wouldn't be as open as possible if they're in the room that's a really good point am i ruining this by being here Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know that we're not starting a cult and we're not going to get you when we finish. <laughs> well, I'm not entirely sure of that. I mean, does it alter the dynamic is, is what I mean. But you have to have at least one good-looking man in the room. So. <laughs> well, I don't know where he is. <laughs> what would have been interesting would have been if there was um, supporting men in leadership um, workshop as well and then to say how many men went to that and whether any women went to that and then kind of compared the two that would have been very interesting well I think it's actually starting from the bottom as well and educating our young girls that's why I run a girls group I believe in all of that inspiring them at the moment I am working with six-year-olds that I've got no self-confidence when the kids are in school as well do you think it's the fact that 
the jobs they see their parents in and their yeah, and that's what they see locally. So that's what they aspire to. Their expectations. And they don't look outside of the box. And that's my aim to encourage yeah. that to build that up. Talk about. I mean, we have got females in the past that mm -hmm. have succeeded. So it, it is there. Mm -hmm. It's just. And the biggest part is you are all sat around the table talking about exactly. it. And you are all leading exactly. from the front. Let's just take some feedback then on what are the things that we can do that would make things better. One point only from this table. So quite often the case studies and the stories we tell as Big Local are around the area, so an improvement to an area, part, whatever. We don't often celebrate the individuals and the journey that they've gone through, and especially if that's been a woman who's been as part of a partnership, risen to a leadership role, become chair of the Big Local gone on to be then be chair of the parish council which happened in our case so celebrating the success making it visible good another thing from this table having positive role models so if someone is going through that experience we spoke earlier about integrity so if someone is going through that experience they should maintain that integrity and having that good example will also encourage other women to want to become good leaders maybe there's a role there for the whole organization to think about how networks could be established of women to support one another you want to yeah. come into it? while it's okay for us to meet in this forum as a women's workshop i think it is imperative that men become part of that debate otherwise we are solving one leg of the problem and remaining with the other unsolved and and that creates problems maybe they were just terrified <laughs> There is a pro. I think it was mentioned by Matt earlier. There's a uh, there's a leadership program that that's beginning. It's not started yet. It's being piloted, I believe, at the moment. But they are very keen that more women come forward. It's going to be a leadership program for individuals. It's probably going to be next year, and it will be quite a time investment. But it's going to be really showing individuals from big local areas and, and helping them develop their skills. Sorry that we had to end at this point, and I wish we had half a day. But there you go. I hope you found it useful. Guys. Maxine, did you find that useful? Very, very useful. It was fantastic that so many women turned up to talk about issues that are affecting us on a daily basis. What do you think about the news that this year, for the first time in Big Locals history, more women are now chairs than men of Big Locals? I'm really, really pleased. Allowing women into more senior posts and into leadership posts is vitally important because we approach things from a different angle to men and it really is about time that men worked out the fact that if we're not the same we're better but they're too scared to do that aren't they? What did you think of the session? Um, I found it quite frustrating. Why is that? I think there's a mix of views within the room. A lot of the same old stories are coming through still. We have more women in leadership roles in the community sector but that doesn't translate into the business world. And I think that is very important. I think there's, it's almost like women are retreating. And do you think the fault of that is any particular gender? I don't think you can blame it on any one particular thing or any one particular issue. I think women need to be more assertive and they need to kind of look after each other. And, you know. For the first time in Big Locals history, this year, more women are chairing Big Locals than men. What do you think about that? It's got to be a positive, hasn't it? It's a move in the right direction. And they make great role models for younger people. Joe, you're from Local Trust and you put this session together? Yeah, I did. I think it was because we could see that there was such a high representation of women among the partnerships but we were also hearing that sometimes women felt that their voices weren't heard as strongly or that they felt there were certain barriers that they had in common 
And sometimes we're also looking at programs and thinking, oh, okay, this employment program looks brilliant, but it seems to be focusing on getting men back into work, or this sport program looks great, but it's really focusing on young men. I was talking to Emma here, and she had some points around younger women. Hi, I've noticed how there's quite a lot of activities for young men that are getting into what I'd call trouble, which might be crime, staying out late, hanging on street corners. There's a lot of engagement in terms of sports. There's a lot of different programmes. There's funding there. I think we tend to see trouble as crime and being antisocial, whereas we don't recognise sometimes you've got young girls that are being exploited, they're being abused, they are getting pregnant quite young, but because the whole young pregnancy side of it, it's sort of pushed to a side. They're not seen as being in trouble as such and therefore needing that help. Do you mean because it's not so visible as, say, violence from young men? It's not very visible. What we've found, there's a lot of young men outside on the streets where a detached youth worker has access to them, so it therefore appears that there are more guys in trouble, whereas um, the girls tend to be more inside and we don't see what's going on. I'm only talking from my own experience and uh, friends that I know and the difficulties and barriers they've come across and how there's been little or no support for them. I just thought that that was a really significant point, I think, about the invisibility of a lot of issues relating to women and girls. Say a lot of women have a lot of caring pressures, and I think a way of dealing with a lot of caring pressures is by self-harming in ways that are also not so visible. So we were talking about overeating, weren't we, or comfort food, basically, or maybe even self-harming. That's often viewed as quite a, a female form of harm. And I think it's just so much less visible. It's a lot easier to overlook and it doesn't get discussed and it doesn't get addressed. I heard tell of a new programme that might be coming to local trust in the big local. Uh, Can you tell me something of that? Absolutely. It's going to be a leadership programme for individuals. In the past, we've mainly had support offers for big local partnerships as a group. And this is going to be really taking individuals and helping them develop their leader skills over the course of about a year. And it's going to be open for all to apply to, as as far as I understand it. And we're going to be really, really encouraging women to take part, especially the women who look at it and think, oh, no, that's a bit too much for me. Oh, no, that wouldn't really suit me, especially you. Has this session been useful in working out where those pressures are that may be stopping women applying for leadership roles? I think so. I mean, I think a lot of the issues are very well known and very well understood, particularly among women. So it would have been really lovely if we'd have had some male partnership members come here as well, because I think one of the big barriers is actually having men maybe understand how difficult it can be and how they could be allies. So um, ideally next time around, we'd get some men in the room as well and have a bit more chat. We had a really constructive discussion among us about what we can do, yeah. I think that we definitely need to follow this up in a future podcast episode and maybe, uh, Joe, you can helm that for us. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Thank you very much. Wendy, we're in the aftermath of the session now. How did it go? The aftermath's a good, good phrase. I'm quite pleased with the way it went, but I would have really liked to have had twice as much time because it raised a lot of issues uh, and I think for some women in the room it raised issues that they'd already had a lot of time to think about Uh, but for other women I think they were quite surprised with what they were hearing or at least they were feeling really quite supported that other people other women were expressing the same experience sharing the same experiences expressing the same thoughts there weren't any guys in the room apart from me 
And if there were, or if there are people listening to this podcast, what would you like them to take away? I think it's important for men to recognise that when women are in positions of leadership, it makes things better for women and for men. If you recognise and value diversity around gender or a whole range of other issues, then it's for the benefit of everybody. Wendy Davis from the Organisation and Social Development Consultants, thank you very much. A really great session. My pleasure. Thank you. So, an excellent session at this year's Big Local Connects event in Nottingham. And thanks again to everyone who turned up and contributed, and especially, of course, to Wendy Davis. If you know someone that you think might have the potential to thrive as a big local leader, then you could always nominate them for the Leadership Academy programme, which will be open in November. You can visit the Local Trust website or see the forthcoming newsletters for details. And do please pass this podcast on to whoever you're thinking of nominating. Thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye.